This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. Because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Thus, it makes sense to moderate the pace of our rate increases as we approach the level of restraint that will be sufficient to bring inflation down. The time for moderating the pace of rate increases may come as soon as the December meeting. Given our, price, our progress in tightening policy, the timing of that moderation is far less significant than the questions of how much further we will need to raise rates to control inflation and the length of time it will be necessary to hold policy at a restrictive level. It is likely that restoring price stability will require holding policy at a restrictive level for some time. History cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. And I'll close by saying that we will stay the course until the job is done. Thank you. It is outrageous that every developed country in the world has paid sick leave except the United States of America. No one should be at risk of losing his or her job by staying home when sick, needing to see a doctor, or getting life-saving surgery. So it is progress that the agreement provides some time off for routine preventive and emergency medical care. But what we need is paid sick leave for railroad workers and for every American. So today the House will take two important actions. First, we will pass shutdown averting legislation to adopt the tentative agreement as negotiated by the railroad companies and labor leaders, and again, with the administration at the table. Then we will have a separate up or down vote to add seven days of paid sick leave to the tentative agreement. Okay, welcome. It is Wednesday, 30 November in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, Pal today, I think, did a mini pivot, a little bit blinked. Uh, we're going to get into more of that tomorrow to go through the math. But uh, let's say the Federal Reserve, I think, put the punch bowl a little bit back. The markets responded to that, and it looked like they kind of blinked about this inflation. Remember, it's the easy money policies, the negative interest rates, the zero interest rates, that have really done more destruction to working class people and middle class people than virtually anything else. And uh, now with this fiscal uh, spending that's been out of control, the trillions of dollars spent, You've seen in the easy money printing, uh, we've got, uh, you know, massive inflation another month, I think the 20th month in a row that we've had um, negative um, uh, income, right? Inflation higher than uh, net income raises than wages. So wages down for 20 months in a row on a real basis. Since 1972, ladies and gentlemen, adjusted for inflation, I think the average Income earner in this country has had basically a 12 cent raise. This is one of the problems in this nation, right? It's one of the problems in the nation in that the prosperity in this country is not shared. It's not shared by the working class people. It's not shared by really the middle class. 0.5% of the citizens of this nation own 
more assets, more real assets and financial assets than the bottom, wait for it, 90%. That's exactly the type of oligarchy that we fought a revolution for. We didn't want to be associated with a royal family in their, uh, in their uh, big trading companies. Uh, these oligarchs in the early stages of the British Empire that were going to do that to the United States of America, and yet we have done this to ourselves. The irony is uh, a, a quite complicated and really uh, a tough to understand labor deal cut today. And I wanted to bring in, we brought in Tony Cardwell, president of the um, Brotherhood, International Brotherhood of Maintenance Way Employees Division. It's a, one of the Teamsters unions, one of the 12 unions associated with this and one of the bigger ones. I think you, Tony, you have 27,000 members of the union, 23,000 were eligible to vote for this. Here, just explain, here's what I think people understand. Why is Congress, first of all, why does Congress have any role in a labor negotiation between, between railroad workers, the railroads? How does Congress step in here and start passing legislation? Next thing you know, you quote unquote have a deal. Yeah, that the labor laws were written in 1929, so they go back, uh, you know, nearly 100 years. And so you're in a situation to where the Railroad Labor Act gives Congress the ability to make a decision or stop our strike um, for the interest of commerce. And so um, they they have that ability through the law, and and unfortunately, they have a right to intervene. I don't think the intent of the law was that they intervene unless there is a real dispute that, that can be resolved um, or something that's being previously asked for. In this particular case, well, our request was for sick leave uh, with the railroads. And so it's frustrating that uh, that Congress would intervene on on uh, something like this. But they did today. Um, they, they passed a bill that stopped our strike. Our expectation is that if they're going to stop our strike, then they have an obligation to give us what we would otherwise get any rail strike. So if we would have had a rail strike, we would have gotten sick leave. They have an obligation to pass a law to give us the sick leave we otherwise would have attained uh, with the rail strike. Okay, here, here's what gets to be the confusing part. First off, describe your part of the union, your union. What do you guys, men and women, do? How many of them are there, et cetera? Just let our audience, I want the audience get a feel for what you represent. <clears throat> sure, I represent uh, 27,000 Americans some of the hardest working Americans that build and, and maintain the track structures in America. They do the welding, <clears throat> they work in the cold, the heat, uh, they do all the inspections on the track and all the rebuilding and restructuring of the track. Um, they, they, they still swing hammers and, and use jacks and, and lift heavy equipment and operate, um, operate some of the most complex equipment in America. So um, they're some of the most talented people uh, and skilled labor in America. And, and, um, they, they work in all the elements and, and, you know, quite frankly, it's disturbing that we can't, you know, that some, some, uh, politicians are unwilling to, to stand with labor and, and these fine people and, and give them the sick leave that they deserve. I think people felt that this thing was settled months ago. The White House got involved. It was before the midterms. I think it was in August, if or July and August, they got very involved and had a deal. And it was going to be put to the unions for a vote. Now, there's essentially 12 different unions. And correct me if I'm wrong, there's around 100,000 or 115,000 members of the union that would be eligible to vote on, on these, on the, uh, on the deal. Is that roughly correct? That is correct. There's about 115,000 employees that were, um, members that were uh, eligible for vote and the, 
railroads and the government continue to talk about how eight of these unions already ratified, it's a, it's a little disturbing because it's still over 50, 50% of the membership has not ratified or failed ratification. So some of the largest unions in America voted against the tentative agreements. Um, and in the number one, go ahead. Sorry. Because the four, the four that didn't ratify were some of the biggest parts of it, including yours. Now, did yours, did your, your rank and file, did they ratify the, the deal? They did not ratify the deal. Um, they voted against it. Now, was the reason that people voted against it at the time, was it, had it just come down to the sick leave days? Is that what it came down to? It was a basic, uh, the basic issue. Um, some of it, you know, of course, with inflation as high as it is, the, we had a decent wage package. It was 24% compounded, but that's over five years. And so if you evaluate that out, it's, it barely keeps up with the reported inflation numbers. I would argue that inflation is quite a bit higher than what the reported numbers are. But with that being said, our members are suffering. Um, they average $31 an hour, and this is some of the highest skilled labor in America. Uh, Steve, I'm pretty sure you understand that $31 an hour is not enough for, for the highest skilled labor that our, our, our employees perform. Well, particularly when it can't keep up with inflation, that's the issue. But here's a, why did the, if we went through all this negotiation, here's, I think that it, it, it's hard to keep up with this for the audience. If Biden and these guys got involved and they said they had a deal and then Clearly they didn't have a deal because I think even yours wasn't, it wasn't like 5149. It was, you know, more like close to 6040. So the, the rank and file rejected this and particularly in the bigger, the bigger segments, the bigger unions of the, you know, the four out, they're, they're bigger. Um, there clearly is dissatisfaction in the rank and file. You would agree with that? There is dissatisfaction and there should have never been a report that a deal was done. Um, it wasn't. It, 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 we're a democratic union in the sense that the majority wins and the majority of the membership hadn't voted yet. So any reports that the deal was done uh, and finalized was just simply not true. Um, we told and warned both the White House and and the uh, NCCC, which is the bargaining unit for the railroads, that this was going to be an extremely complex agreement to try to get ratified. Uh, that there wasn't enough in it, and particularly because of the sick leave, we we negotiated during what they call the cooling off period after after the presidential emergency board, which is the recommendations that we got uh, were issued, we have a 30 day cooling off period. And during that time, we negotiated with the railroads to try to make an agreement. And in doing so, we, we told them that the agreement was less than satisfactory. Uh, they seemed to all believe that it was good enough. Um, we warned them that it was going to be difficult to ratify the agreement and, and the agreements were a failed ratification. So failed ratification, then the day they step in, and let me understand this. And by the way, your guys, have your men and women have never had sick leave at all, right? If you get sick, it's a day off. You don't get, you don't get paid for it. Is that, do I understand that correctly? Yeah, the, the duopoly gigantic railroads are, are claiming that we have sick leave, which is just not true. We have, um, you know, we have short-term disability, just like any other large corporation uh, in, the, in the world or any other union. Um, we have no sick days. So if you're sick, uh, if you, if, if a railroad member is sick and, and falls ill tomorrow from the flu and he's out for a day of work, two days of work, he will not get compensated and he has to go to work. 
the policies from the railroad require him to be at work. The, uh, the, the, the railroads have cut back so far under their operating scheme. It's called precision scheduled railroading. They cut back so far with, in, in, have, we've lost about 40,000 members total in the industry in a matter of a couple of years. They've cut to the bare bones. And in doing so, they can't afford to have an employee sick. If an employee is sick, then the train doesn't move or the crew doesn't work because they're at very, the very minimum. There's no backup. There's no backstop. So in other words, um, it, because of the operating system, it, the policies have been put into place to force people to go to work sick. You call in sick, you will get written up and dis, and, and after so many, you'll get disciplined. And so it's forcing, it's forcing us to, have to have sick leave in the industry so you're not forced to go to work sick. I, I want to go back to this precision scheduling because we had Charles Stallworth on for a couple of times when this was first going on. And he was saying, hey, one of the biggest problems here they're not addressing is this. They should have at least two. It, it's all about automation. Everything's getting automated. They're trying to take all the labor out, right? And one of the big things they're doing with you guys, but they're also doing it inside the train itself. And he was concerned about train safety saying, Hey, look, right now it's just, they just got one guy with the computer, right? They eventually want to get uh, both people out and just have it run automatically. Is, is that a stumbling block for the deal or people are just kicking the can down the road on that? It, it, it was kicked down. The can was kicked down the road. Um, we have, we've asked for intervention and, 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 and to solidify two man crews. Um, I fight with our brothers in the, in the unions, brothers and sisters on the trains. Um, I, I don't represent them, nor do I speak for them, but from somebody that knows the industry, um, it's, it's alarming. They- Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandit to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Okay? Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, my guest is Tony uh, Cardwell. By the way, we have Lara Logan on deck, Ben uh, Burkholm on deck, trying to get to the uh, also uh, Caroline Wren and some of the folks in Arizona. A lot going on, uh, but we got to get we got to make sure we understand this because it's quite confusing. Um, so there's two bills. One, it just stops the strike, and that's the reason because the 1929 law and there was a lot of obvious contention around that because of the national security aspect of the railroad system and that got quite um contentious let's say that right with the military all of it since then they got the government's got the ability to come in and just shut down so you can't go out but you've got this second part which is the seven days of the sick leave uh which your rank your members uh agree to or want but you're going to take a vote you're going to you need a vote in the senate 
to pass that. And to do that, you got to break filibuster. So you need 10 Republicans. Is that essentially where we are tonight? That is correct. As you know, and as your, I'm sure your members are, your, your viewers are, are pretty educated about this process, but we, we have to get 60 votes in the Senate. So, um, it's likely that we'll get all of the Republicans. You know, you, you always wonder with Joe Manchin and, and cinema, but we're ultimately believe that we've, we've got the Democrats on board. Um, but I really want it to be a nonpartisan issue. It's unfortunate. It has to be partisan in these situations. Um, because it's just simply about standing with the workers. Now, the senators that are going to be voting on this need to remember that they're voting with the thousands of rail workers that live in their, in their, in their territories. And so are you going to, the question for them is this, are you going to stand with the workers that you represent? Or are you going to stand with these giant corporations? And, and that's the question at stake. And, and for something that's just common decency, hardworking members, that work out in the elements and whatnot and, and, and need sick leave. It's, it's a reasonable th- request. This isn't, you know, so I know some of the typical union um, issues that have historically been in place who are fighting over things that are, are political and whatnot. This is, this is a non-political issue. Um, and, and we challenge the Republicans to stand with us on this issue, stand with the blue collar workers. Um, if you're going to gain support from the unions, and, and you're going to win back votes from the unions. You have to stand with us on these labor issues. They're, they're serious labor issues. Um, and, and we're hopeful that we'll get the votes for it. We're working hard and we do have some Republicans with us. Our goal is to gain as many votes as we possibly can. So for the Josh Hollies, uh, for, for Rubio, all those, we appreciate that they're, 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 um, what they've said on, on uh, publicly. We're hopeful that they stick to their word, that they vote with us. We're hopeful that, you know, John Kennedy and other stand with us as well. Um, yeah, but here, but here, here's a question. So maybe you can help enlighten. You know, we pride ourselves of being the populist nationalist wing of this party or this movement. And, uh, and, and, and you got Josh Hawley's a young fire breathing populist, got Marco Rubio's got more populist over time. And, and so here's the confusion. Explain to us. When they're sitting there tweeting out, as soon as this thing was done, they tweet at immediately. So they're on this and they say, Hey, why should we support the union leaders and the Biden guys that have put this together when the rank and file has voted against this? Uh, you know, I'm not saying overwhelmingly, but in a day where you're, you're down to thousands of votes in Arizona and everywhere across the country, it was a pretty big spread for your members as populist. Why should we go against the rank and file and support the bosses, the Biden administration, and it looks like even the corporations? Why should they do that? Or, or are you saying that this that this uh, sick leave, if they had that, they would have voted for it? Because I think there's a lot of confusion here about exactly what the workers themselves wanted versus – and particularly in a partisan age when you get Biden and Schumer and Pelosi – you know, coming together for something, you kind of feel the fixes in, sir. Yeah, no, our members were, were polled and they wanted this. We talked in thousands of, of, of calls. Um, we had numerous uh, town hall meetings with hundreds of members on the calls. And then there were several issues. I mean, the members do want other things, but the number one issue was sick leave. It was consistent across the board. And the thing that I would challenge these folks with, the populist uh, group, is that our 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 members are 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 largely uh, work in conservative states, and are uh, many of them are, are conservatives and, and populists themselves. 
and they want this. They believe that it's the right thing to do. Um, we represent members in, in Nebraska and Colorado and all these different states where you have large groups of, of very conservative individuals that would, that, that would love to vote for these guys and believe in them. But they are going to, we, we are expecting a roll call vote. And, and our expectation is for Republicans to start standing with labor. And then we have no problem supporting them or, or, or making sure that votes go their way or, or pushing votes their way. Uh, that's important that they stand with labor. If they don't and they stand with the corporations and the duopolies, then we have a problem. And, and I don't think that the populist, uh, the populist movement supports these gigantic corporations and their, in their extreme lockdown control over the bureaucrats in Washington. If that's the case, then, then cha- go ahead and challenge me, Steve. You're, you're, you're the leader of this yeah. movement. So challenge me on it. But no, I, I look, I, I, one of the things I think we would like to see more fight on this precision, this whole thing about precision scheduling and all this, we're, we're very opposed to automation coming in and taking out high value added jobs. This is what's going to kill this economy quicker than anything to turn over to these AI and the quantum computing and all that. And you don't, particularly in something like when you're, when you're tripling or doubling the size of the, of the train loads and the trains and you're, uh, you're carrying a lot of dangerous chemicals that need to be shipped across the country for industrial production. Safety is at the forefront. And it looks like people are avoiding that and kicking it down the road. And that ought to be central. But I got to tell you that you, you don't have the backing when Pelosi and these guys can step in and basically shut down. And don't let you guys go out. You kind of you you have very little leverage. Are you open to talk to a people like Senator Hawley and Rubio and and those types? Are you open? Are you making calls? Are you gonna? Are you and the other four big parts of the union that didn't pass this? Are you gonna make yourselves available to talk to them, or is everything got to go through uh, Biden's labor secretary Marty Walsh? Yeah, I have some of our people uh, in D.C. right now doing some lobby work. I had to be home today for uh, some of the interviews and other things that I had to do. I'm going to be there tonight. I'm flying into D.C. tonight. And our goal is to get any conversations with any Republicans in the Senate that we can to discuss our issues. Um, our, our general president has, has been actively working the Hill as well. Um, the general president of the IBT uh, is uh, Sean O'Brien has been extremely active in trying to get the Republicans uh, to join join us on this on this fight as well. We'll take anyone that we can get to to stand with working class Americans. Uh, it, it's a nonpartisan issue in my opinion, and, and so I would be more than willing to sit down and talk with them. Any, if they want me there, if they want to talk tonight, I'm available. If they want to talk tomorrow, I'm available. Um, and, and we do have to come together even after this is over to work with these folks to break the backs of these operating systems on the railroad that are destructive and unsafe. Um, no, and the operating no- system, yeah. It's, un- it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. The tra- it's only going to get more dangerous. You're only going to have more casualties, uh, and it doesn't have to happen. That's all that is about squeezing out higher margins on this, and uh, we understand companies got to make a profit. We're capitalists here, but – you can't have one person on one of these trains on a computer, as many glitches as computers can have. And you certainly can't go where they want to go, which they want to take all the humans out of the process. That's quite obvious. They're trying to do it in every industry out there. Tony, we got to bounce. What's your social media, Tony, so people can follow you as this thing kind of comes to a climax? Yeah, just you can go to our website at bmwe.org. Um, you can follow us on Facebook as well. Um, we are on all the all the various different social media um, and, and 
we're, we're publishing things, you know, by the minute. We're trying to keep uh, all the discussions and, and voting that's going on right now in the Senate and, and available for our membership, but it's available for the general public as well. And we're excited that we've been able to successfully bring our message um, to to the um, general, you know, general general populace out there. It, it's exciting because railroad hasn't got uh, the railroad labor hasn't got this much attention since the you know for for many many years. So we're excited that our message is getting out there and people are understanding this fight. And we plan on continuing even even after this is uh, even after this is over. Tony, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Steve. Yes, sir. Thanks, brother. Let's go to uh, let's go to Ben Burquam. He's on the road again. He's down as one of his favorite places, Eagle Pass, Texas. Uh, you're with Constable Bowles. What's going on down there, Ben? You know, you're, you you've been doing great work laboring in the vineyard in Arizona. You had to go down because we got an invasion on the southern border the last time I looked, sir. Yeah, it continues, Steve. I was just with the America Project yesterday. They announced their lawsuit in Arizona, and they actually came to Texas today to announce a lawsuit on behalf of property owners across the border uh, against the the Washington, D.C., and the bureaucrats that have dereliction of their duty, have uh, committed dereliction of their duty. And and just to give you an example, I'm here with Deputy Secretary, or excuse me, Deputy Constable Bowles. Uh, Constable, you were talking, this is shocking, Steve. Talk to us about the numbers that you guys are seeing and what you expect uh, once Title 42 goes away. Uh, right now, Ben, as uh, what we're seeing here, local law enforcement all up and down the border, here in Maverick County, we're experiencing on a slow day about a thousand to fifteen hundred people crossing, and that's a slow day. Uh, on a on a heavy traffic day, we're looking at upwards of three thousand plus per day, and th- these are the people that are that, that are uh, turning themselves in. These are the people that that want that are uh, what they call them the give ups. Uh, they're basically turning themselves in for processing because they're knowing that they're going to be processed and they're going to be released into the United States. The other side of the coin is if we have uh, a thousand people crossing a day uh, that give themselves up to turn themselves in, we've got at least a thousand, if not more, that are getting by, that are not being processed, that are being uh, smuggled in using more and more uh, complex smuggling operations. And we've seen that uh, the numbers of the, the human smuggling uh, have increased two, three times, at least uh, since the last time you were here, uh, since the last time we spoke back earlier wow. this year. Hang on one second. Unbelievable. Take a short com- we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to go back to Eagle Pass, Texas, about the invasion on the southern border of the United States of America. Be back in a moment. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees, but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works, and that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. 
That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters sq.com, and download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free, so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay, welcome back. You're in the war room. Go back to Eagle Pass, Texas. So, Constable, here's where I don't understand. we got Larry Logan coming up in a second who's fighting this fight every day. You know, I love my state of Virginia. People love Florida, Tennessee, wherever they're from. They love their home state. They love the college football teams. There's deep affinity. But Texas is even different. I'll be honest. Sometimes the charms of Texas are lost to me compared to some of my friends that live there that absolutely say it's paradise on earth. Okay. How can people in Texas, yes. and particularly Abbott and Republicans and Paxton and all these guys and all the other officials and even the at least, how can they allow this to happen? Because what you've described is an exponential growth in this. This is not only not getting worse, it's not stopping. It's it's increasing at an increasing rate. So how can Texans, let's leave Biden and these guys aside for a second. How can Texans allow this to happen and not have your back? Well, uh, first of all, sir, the as uh, as a Texan, uh, I love my state, and God bless Texas. Texas is one of the few states that is actually trying to do something about the border issue that we're having right now. Not a, not so much a border issue; border crisis is what we're having. Uh, governor Abbott's one of the few governors that's actually trying to do something by deploying the National Guard down here to the Texas National Guard to the southern border, also by sending. Uh, uh, deploying the DPS, the Texas Department of Public Safety, down here to assist uh, the National Guard and and to assist the Border Patrol. But the the, the problem that we ha- that we're having is Texans is we're just as mad as everybody else is. We don't like this. It's what the, this issue. What's happening? This has never happened before uh, in my lifetime. I, I've seen uh, maybe one time it happened maybe about twenty years ago where we kind of had a similar issue with uh, people coming across the border from South America, but that didn't last very long. But the sheer numbers that are coming across within the past two years, year and a half, are incredible. And as Texans, we're, we're not upset about it. We're mad. We're very angry at what's happening because we're seeing more and more issues with people coming across. All the border communities, most the majority of the border communities along the Texas-Mexico border are small communities. Eagle Pass is only a community of about forty to 50,000 people. And we have about anywhere between several thousand people coming through per day. Multiplied that uh, by 30, you're looking at anywhere between 150 to 200,000 people sometimes coming in per month. That's what's crossing through up and through this border. And the numbers are amazing all up and down the Texas border. Here, we're looking at the size of Eagle Pass crossing about every 15 to 20 days uh, here. And those numbers that are crossing on a slow day okay, but, 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 will but have 1,000 to 1,500 people hang, crossing. Hang, but hang on. And I understand Biden's only exacerbating this. I mean, we've said that this is the first issue that we need, we feel needs to be investigated to lead to impeachment of Garland, Mayorkas, and Biden ultimately, okay? But given that, 
have Texas officials from Abbott on down with National Guard, uh, the DPS, the Texas Rangers, state militia, everything. Do you believe that they've had your back, the local people, to do everything utmost? This is not a small thing. You just talked about 200,000 people. Mm-hmm. We had the mayor of Alde, Texas. Those kids, before they were slaughtered in that school, they had 50, 50 lockdowns because of illegal aliens coming through and the police chasing them. The people down there are not yes. living the life, even close to the life they could live. You're shattering Texans and Texans. And these young kids are being impacted. They'll never, I mean, what's happening to them in the fear and the anxiety and the uncertainty, of what's going on in the community are going to, is changing their lives forever. We'll never be able to put that back in the bottle. Do you believe, I know the federal government not only doesn't have your back, they're working against you, but do the senior officials in Texas, are they doing, we have to go to extreme measures now. You can't do this with half measures. Do people, are people taking this as a crisis? When you tell me 200,000 people, that's larger, sir, than the army that landed at Normandy on D-Day, right? These are massive numbers of a scale uh, incomprehensible. Is everything that can be done at a senior level to have your back being done, sir? Well, for, uh, first of all, sir, I, I know that Governor Abbott is, is trying his best and but at the same time, uh, God bless the Border Patrol, they're trying their best too. But the problem that we have is that the sheer number of people that are coming across, there is no real deterrent for them. There is nothing holding them back to stop them from coming across, from coming across the, the southern border. Here in Eagle Pass, we have the Rio Grande River, which is our border. Very obvious. There is nothing really to stop them once they hit the water and once they start coming across to physically push them back or to keep them physically from crossing. So that's why, uh, the border patrol feels, feels very frustrated because before they would apprehend, detain and, and use whatever means necessary to deal with the person and, and, and deal with them uh, along the immigration side using immigration laws. Now they've got basically one hand tied behind their back and they're trying to do their best, but they're overwhelmed. And now local law enforcement and state authorities are having to deal with along with the Texas National Guard, but the numbers don't stop. And there's no way once there's, there's really no way right now to stop them from coming across. Even with the National Guard being here, even with the DPS trying to help up the Texas DPS, just like you said, very you extreme measures have to be taken now. And the, the governor, governor Abbott, excuse me for interrupting, sir, but governor Abbott ahead, just a sir. couple of weeks ago, what we're looking, what we're looking for is he just declared an invasion. Now, what does that mean in, in simple terms? Well, it's uh, granted to the constitution. There's certain authorities granted to the states, uh, through, by the U.S. constitution that allows individual states to do that. And to my knowledge, this has only been done once before, I believe, and many, many years ago. But that's what it's going to have to take. Now, what we're hoping for local law enforcement is for the state authorities, Governor Abbott, granting the, the Texas DPS and the National Guard, giving them even more uh, resources or, or more uh, whatever they need uh, in order to assist us in, in trying to contain all these people coming across because the vast numbers that we're seeing, the, the norm along the border has been disrupted. It's no longer normal. There, there's been a disruption like you can't believe with the sheer numbers of people coming across. We can't deal with it. We need lots of assistance and there's no, there, there's no foreseeable end in sight. And, and that's what we're hoping for. We're looking, we're looking to our state 
to Governor Abbott to help us. And hopefully he's taking steps in the right direction even more than what he's doing right now. We're glad for what he's doing. But the problem is so bad that, just like you said, extreme measures are going to have to be taken in in order to try and, and, and avert what's going on right now. And, and Steve, if I could just jump yeah, in on that real yeah, quick. Go ahead, ben. The, yeah, sure. This, the, 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 I mean, what we're talking about is the governor needs to not just declare the invasion, but use these National Guard troops, which are right over here to our left, to repel the invasion. He, I sat in a meeting where he told us, he looked the audience in the room, and it was a bunch of sheriffs and law enforcement from across the state, and he said, we're sending down the National Guards. They're going to repel the invasion. That's what he needs to do. At this point, he has not done that. But that, when you talk about extreme measures, we cannot keep accepting this in. We are bleeding out as a nation, no. and, and these communities are, are dying because of it. You're destroying – Ben, you set us up with the mayor of Valde. You're destroying – these communities, you're destroying these kids. And Texas is one of the places that had the highest percentage of people volunteering for the military. I mean, Texas is the backbone of the nation. You're destroying generations of kids that are being robbed of their childhoods. Look, when the young children that were slaughtered in that school in Ovalde, when you find that they had 50 lockdowns in the, in the, that's one a week. Lockdowns because of illegal aliens. And the media doesn't talk about that. How's their lives even affected, affected before that? You can't live like that. It's like you're living in a war zone. Texas is not a war zone. These yeah. children are citizens of the United States. They do. I, the other thing I want to get to, Constable, we'll move some other stuff around because I want to finish this. The sophistication, we're not dealing with a bunch of morons. The cartels are one of the most adaptive, sophisticated uh, groups in the world. They deal with the Chinese tongs. These are, this is a paramilitary operation more sophisticated, I would say, than even what we had to deal with in Afghanistan and with Al Qaeda and ISIS. This is very adaptive, very sophisticated, very technology savvy, and they got a lot of cash. Okay. Talk to me about how they've adapted over the last year since we visited you early and Ben visited you earlier. You're talking about three times more. Most of that's driven by the cartels. How have they adapted to actually improve their operations to the detriment of the citizens of Texas, sir? Well, I'll give you two examples. I was talking to Ben a little while ago. One example is on the northern part of Maverick County. I'm talking here locally. What we're seeing is on the northern part of our county, we have our our processing center, our, our Border Patrol processing center, which they process several thousand people per day. What we've seen in the past several months, and uh, we've caught up on it because we learn as well. We, we, we learn by our mistakes as well, just as everyone else. The smugglers are crossing people closer in areas in very close proximity to the processing center so that they know these people will get picked up quicker and will be processed even quicker and more efficiently and will be released into the U.S., Rather, before, as going back into earlier in the year, we had people crossing all up and down the border here. When uh, uh, Ben was here the last time earlier in the year, uh, right here where we were standing, we were seeing between uh, anywhere between 25 to 50 people crossing per hour. And right now, those numbers have uh, have pretty much come to a standstill. We're seeing uh, the smugglers have gotten more uh, more smarter. Uh, they've gotten more complex. They've studied us more. And they know what areas are safe to cross where they can cross large numbers of people at all at the same time. And where uh, in these locations where they're crossing, they know that Border Patrol is there. They know that the National Guard is there 
or they know that local law enforcement will be there to receive these people so they won't be in danger. And Steve, this goes right back to Secretary Mayorkas, Joe Biden, their idea of controlled flow. The reason the cartel is able to do this, the cartel is making more money than they ever have in history, but it's because we've greased the skids. The, the idea of controlled flow, what Democrats in Washington, D.C. are doing are, is incentivizing more of it. We're simply throwing out carrots for them to come and get, and we're making it easier. That's what we're seeing come through here. Uh, it's just like Todd Bensman's article, and Alden was reporting on that, the reason that they're, they're claiming asylum on the Mexico side and coming through across the bridge right above us, partly that way is because Joe Biden, these Democrats don't want you to see it. But this is all we're doing is stuffing money into the cartel's pockets to, to enrich them and to make them more powerful, as you said. Counsel, let me ask you, I read a uh, it was classified for Texas, not not national classification, but a report that was done from a consulting group for DPS that said basically in the counties of the Rio Grande Valley and in certain counties in South Texas, that it was questionable whether local authorities were in control or the cartels are in control. I want to hold you through the break. Get a minute. Are the cartels actually more in control now of our southern border than either federal or state officials, sir? Yes. Yes, they are. They, the, the sheer numbers of people that are coming across, the, the vast amounts of wealth they are generating uh, in crossing, uh, in crossing the, the, in the human smuggling element and also in the illegal narcotics element, the, the, the number of illegal narcotics coming across has also increased tenfold. Uh, the DPS puts that out constantly and it is true. All up and down the border where we're seeing large groups come in, we're seeing it here in Eagle Pass as well, through our ports of entry as well too, in, in Del Rio and Eagle Pass. Laredo, they're capturing record numbers of, uh, of drugs coming across the border, uh, record numbers coming across to the river. It's, it's amazing. And, and all this just generates more and more money for, for the cartel. And it just, it basically gives them a blank check to study and move on and increase their wealth. Constable Bowles, why don't you hang on, Ben Burkwam? We're going to return. They're talking, they're arguing up here about another $40 billion for the border, eastern border of Ukraine where you have the cartels in charge of your southern border in Texas, Arizona, California. Short break. Back in a moment. It's hard to grasp why anyone would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing crime, and an open border. Likewise, why would anyone keep funding the left by sticking with the big carriers? Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they want to make it easy for you to try their service. Give them 60 days to show you why I trust them. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, that's 60 days, you get your third month free, plus get free activation. They offer nationwide coverage of the best 4G and 5G networks and use the same towers as all three of the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedom. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, support a company that does. Make the switch today and get two free months of service plus free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com. 
com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT. ...has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Uh, go to MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. We understand money's tight for everybody. So that's if you're going to give gifts this Christmas season, make sure you check out MyPillow first and support the people. Don't give your money to people that hate you and what you stand for. If you're going to do it, you're going to buy gifts. You got a little money to buy gifts and make sure you support people that stand for what you stand for. MyPillow.com. Up to 80% discounts right now on certain line items, certain product offerings. Of course, there's sales across the board. So go check it out today. The armor piercing shell that is Mike Lindell. And of course, your humble servants here at the War Room. MyPillow.com promo code War Room. Um, as uh, the War Room audience, let's say this, they're a little perturbed, okay, because they're action, action, action in their beloved country. And we have a huge audience in Texas that loves Texas like nobody else loves their state. It's just incredible, the loyalty and patriotism and pride of the folks in Texas about their great state and, and what's what's being allowed to happen to it by Biden. This is, I've said this now for a year and a half, right when he came in in uh, this illegitimate regime. It started changing everything President Trump had uh, done, and we tried to accomplish at the border and at least had some semblance of control. Uh, this is an invasion of the United States. And on Capitol Hill right now, there's these huge fights and power plays going on. We're, we're, we do report on it every day. One of the things in this omnibus bill, they're talking, I don't know, $30, $40 billion for Ukraine, more more arms, more more relief for the folks in Ukraine. and uh, And yet no discussion of our southern border. There's an invasion on the southern border of the United States. And I got to tell you, the 12 or 13 generations that came before us would spit on the floor in disgust about what all of us allow have allowed to happen. I realize people are saying, hey, I'm fighting it, I'm fighting it. But this has got to stop. And here's one of the most disturbing things. And, you know, Larry Logan, we're trying to track her down, having some technical problems. She's going to be on here talking about this situation in uh, – uh, with this uh, Spanish or French uh, fashion company. It's got all this uh, awful stuff about children. You know, people don't have conspiracy theories. And we're not conspiracy theory guys on here. We say there are no co- coincidences, but there are no conspiracies. And people mock Q and all the people do Q. But, hey, when you see a report yesterday, Ben Burkwam and Constable, about uh, from, an H- from a federal whistleblower to Project Veritas, and she's sitting there talking about HHS and turning over the massive – trafficking of young people up through this border, our border, and government officials looking the other way, trafficking for sex trafficking. I helped build that wall in El Paso, Texas, right there up the side of the mountain where the cartels brought across Burkwam. You were there with me. You saw all the horrible stuff that was left behind of the torture of these children and the sexual exploitation of these children. And that had all happened and all happened. And we're looking the other way. Right. And you see what he, what they've done. And you go to Houston, you go down to Houston. They say in this house, there's 41 unaccompanied minors with these traffickers. In this house, there's 21 on our watch with our tax dollars. It's disgusting. Ben Burkwam, 
And then Constable, what, what is the Veritas revelations of now out in the open and the U.S. government as a partner to these traffickers? Well, what it is, Steve, is the tip of the iceberg of the largest human trafficking and child trafficking uh, uh, operation in world history that's being orchestrated by Joe Biden, Secretary Marcus, and the Democrats in Washington, D.C. Joe Biden is the largest human trafficker in the world right now because of his policies, and it's a small fraction of what we're seeing. I spoke to uh, a woman, and I have a friend who actually works in the ORR, the Unaccompanied Minors Program. Uh, she's getting us contact and content every day on what's happening there. And what she's telling me is they're basically not doing any background checks on anyone who's requesting these kids because, as you heard from Constable Bulls, they are so overwhelmed. They, the floodgates are open. These guys can't handle it. And, and really what they're doing is, as you mentioned, we're profiting the cartels in Mexico, but the cartels are in America. They are running these sex trafficking operations in America, and we are simply giving these children to them to be trafficked. It is evil, pure and simple. It is evil. It is evil. Constable and, uh, Bowles, your, your observations. My observation on this area is, is firsthand. Just yesterday, I came across two children, one nine, one six, a nine-year-old girl and, a, and her six-year-old little brother. And it disgusts me uh, to know that this is going on. They, uh, these two little kids were crossed on the border and just basically left there to fend for themselves. And if I hadn't have been on patrol and seen them, I, they, I asked them how long they'd been there. They said they, they had no idea. And what, what are they being left to? Just being left for someone to find them? Uh, who's taking care of them? Uh, the, their parents, where are they? They're coming into this country and they're being processed as unaccompanied children. And a lot of times they have addresses where they're going to or, or uh, what we hope is a relative that they're going to, someone that will care for them. But ultimately, we have no idea or how to honestly verify that. And this is the scary part. And to me, uh, I'm a father of two. I have two sons. And it, it's disgusting to, to, for me to even just think about that, what's going on. And I know it's happening because we get reports about that. All the time, the, the the kids that are coming across, they're traumatized, they're scared, they're with their parents, without their parents, uh, they're crossing hundreds if not thousands of miles over several borders to get to the U.S. border, and once they get here, the, the many of them are going to live with that trauma. The, who knows what they've been through? Uh, a little, uh, just as an example, those two two children, the nine nine year old girl and six year old boy, who knows what they went through? They were from Honduras. And they came all the way up from Honduras up to here to Eagle Pass and crossed the border. And someone crossed them across the river and literally left them on the side of the river. And I just happened to be driving by and, and came upon them there. So th this is what's happening here and now. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's, it's disgusting and it upsets me very much. Constable, we got to bounce. Is there any way for social media of how people can follow you or find out more about what's going on down there? Uh, Right now here, we're, we're, we're down here in Maverick County. Uh, they can go to the uh, local Maverick County website or the Eagle Pass, Texas website and, and see, see how we're doing down here. Uh, my constable has a, a, a Facebook page, uh, Constable Joe Mike Biati on Facebook, and we show what we're doing there. We, we apprehend a lot of people that show what's going on, and we report uh, to the best of our ability what's going on so other people can see. God bless you, sir. You're doing God's work. Trust me, you're doing God's work. Burkwam, how do we get to you? AmericasVoice.News, FrontlineAmerica.com, at Ben Burkwam on everything but Parlor. At Parlor, it's at Frontline America. 
Thank you, sir. You're indefatigable, Ben. Keep working. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, short break. We're going to be back for the second hour. Larry Logan will join us next. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCE. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.